of Kerala. According to officials, rescuers have rescued the bodies, recovered the bodies in two of the worst hit areas, Kotayam and Iduki, after the rainfall triggered massive landslides. The state chief minister, Pinarai Vihayan, urged residents on Sunday to take extreme caution despite the rain having subsided. Over 100 relief campaigns have since been set up. Next in national news, a convicted Florida murderer who was released from prison is charged in the slaying of a 33-year-old single mom. Eric Pearson was charged Saturday with first-degree murder in the death of Erica Verdesia hours after her body was found near Fort Lauderdale. Pearson had been released from prison in September 2020 after having served 27 years of a 40-year sentence for a separate 1993 murder that he had pleaded guilty to. He is currently being held in the Broward County Jail awaiting a court appearance. In local news now, a Hamilton Township man has been arrested after he allegedly detonated explosives along the side of a road. According to police, officers witnessed and stopped a vehicle occupied by a mill suspect that detonated an explosive device on Groveville Allentown Road before arresting Branton Mishofsky. Residents in the area had reported several loud explosions in the area, causing officers to encounter and investigate him. He is currently charged with several counts of possession of an explosive device and possession of a destructive device and is being held in the Mercer County Jail awaiting a court appearance. Now for today's weather. Today we're expecting partly cloudy weather with a high of 59 degrees and a low of 45 degrees with a 4% chance of rain. The humidity level will be at 57% throughout the day and then 63% this evening. Thank you so much, Panos, for that wonderful newscast for today. We're going to get into our first story. Yeah, oh boy. Cities seek to loosen rules on spending federal pandemic aid. Under rules developed by the U.S. Treasury Department, some governments have more flexibility than others to spend their share of the money as they want. At issue is $350 billion for states, countries, and cities that was part of the massive COVID-19 relief bill Biden signed in March. The money is intended to help shore up their finances, pay the ongoing costs of fighting the virus, and invest in longer-term projects that could strengthen communities for years to come. The funding was available by the Treasury beginning in May, though states and cities have been slow to start spending it. The Treasury's guidelines give governments the choice to choose from more than 60 subcategories for spending the money, including COVID vaccines, premium pay for certain workers, housing aid, grants to businesses and improvements to water, sewer, sewer and inter internet infrastructure. But one particular category that stands out is its flexibility. Governments that lost their revenue can use their federal aid for almost any services up to, amount, up to the amount of their losses. That means that they can spend the money on roads and a recreation center or a pier, which might not otherwise be eligible. This is really great. Um, I, think, I think that that this was really needed because especially after the year that we went through through I mean people lost losing so many so many things you know um even with uh Hurricane Ida that 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 was something that really affected people so that this was a big help so I would just like to point out I think it was either today or two days ago the treasury is officially out of money 
Interesting. That was announced a while ago, I believe. But it's still a fun fact that's placing on top of our stories. Wow. <laughs> well, that's that's good to know. But I mean, I think that this is something that people should really take advantage of. Um, it's especially since it's getting its rules loosened. What do you think, Thomas? Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, like Mike said, I guess like the government ran out of money or the treasury ran out of money. So I uh, guess like, that, yeah. yeah, but if yeah. you are right on that, it was good while it lasted. But yeah, it, if there's any left over, I think it'll be like a like really big help, especially because New Jersey roads especially are like not great. That's that's true because I mean, I think that the what it what it's what it's made for is very useful, and I think that it could be. It, I mean, being it loosened, however, is like I guess people could really take advantage of that. For sure. Yep. And what you said about the treasury—that's I mean, you're looking that up now. I find that I, I to be did. very. I did. I, I confirmed it with multiple news articles. It doesn't today. We are, according to the reports, officially don't have any money in the U.S. Treasury. Wow. Or at least that's the that's the simplified college student who woke up at six six thirty in the morning version. Um, it's probably a lot more complicated. Again, college student. So you know what? We're just going to give you the simplified version. And you can do the research on your own because that's not one of our stories, right? Yeah. That's true. Thank you for those facts. I am full of fun facts. That's how I fail my midterms. <laughs> well, I mean, now, now that you like confirm that that the treasury like has no money, it's that's not specifically what I said. That's it, right? But yes, in the sense of like what the actual article is. So let me re retype it and see if I can find it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh so let's check. We're going to check CNN business. The U.S. government will run out of money on by October 18th, Treasury Secretary says. And that was posted. That is today. Yeah, that is of today. That is today. And that is, uh, this article was posted on September 28th. Wow. Well, you learn something new every day from Mike, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike, you were Next pretty Monday, we'll talk about my dating history and how awful it is. <laughs> Why, why don't you turn? Why don't we? Why don't we go to the next? Yeah, I was just going to say time for, for the next today. Story. So the next story today is fire crews are making big gains against Southern California blaze, according to the Associated Press. Fire crews made a significant progress overnight against a wildfire burning for nearly a week in Southern California in the coastal mountains. Over sixteen hundred firefighters were fighting in the blaze with in the Santa Santa Inez Mountains west of Santa Barbara on land and by air. Federal officials say that they were able to uh, stop it, for, stop the forward growth and the blaze was 78% contained. The Alyssal fire started last Monday and has scorched nearly 27 square miles and has threatened to about 400 structures. Just this year, California wildfires have scorched nearly 3,900 square miles and destroyed more than 3,600 homes, businesses, and other structures. A historic drought in America's West tied to climate change is making wildfires harder to fight. It has killed millions of trees in California alone. Scientists say climate change has made the West much warmer and drier in the past 30 years and will continue to make the weather more extreme and wildfires more frequent and destructive. Yeah. 
that's crazy because it's the amount of like wildfires California has had is insane and this definitely has a big like factor to do with uh climate change yep I mean it's all it says right there in the article like yeah just confirmed it I don't know it kind of stinks too in a way because like the wildfires like everyone knows it has to do directly with climate change yet no one is like really doing anything about it no one's really doing anything about it it's just like oh there's wildfires and then what like what do you do from there yeah you're right like because you don't really notice anybody doing anything but then people like complain about it yeah i would like i would love to be a part of like making a change to climate change you know but like what what are we doing for it can we do yeah i mean there's things we could do and it's there's things we could do that won't be like a huge help at first but in the end like the littlest things could be such a big impact i mean the quickest way going another year-long lockdown and then we'll be just fine oh god no he's got a point i actually really liked lockdown lockdown yeah lockdown was okay listen lockdown sucked but lockdown was awesome because then i could watch i could literally go to class and i would just do whatever i wanted or needed to catch up on which was shows books like literally literally it was awesome at the same time it was awful right i mean i agree because i had no responsibilities and i love that exactly and the world was very healthy at the time. I mean, there was no, what do you call it? Businesses. There, there was, was no, like, no, yeah, nothing, nothing was really going on. Nobody was really on the roads, which was a big help for our pollution. And in New York, everything was shut down. And that's like the big, the one place that has like, you know, everything going on and all that pollution coming from New York. So I mean, in California, they're getting like super dry, super dry. Yep. It's so it's really sad to see the wildfires go on because it's like it's like so many people get affected by it. Yeah. Their homes, everything. I my biggest fear, one of my biggest fears is my house burning down. I can't imagine how those people feel. Probably terrified. But at the same time, it's been so frequent the past how many years that it's like probably like earthquakes and then it's like okay time for wildfire season everyone get up i wouldn't say it's exactly the same it's probably not but (laughs) But, eventually if this keeps happening it's just going to be like that yeah i mean they probably do like prepare at this point for these fires since it's so common at this point and when you look at like the photos of the wildfires, they're they're in, they're they're awful. Yeah. Until we start building fireproof housing. I literally said that, and people were like, "There's no way they could do that." There is a way. There has to be at some point in life. If there's a will, there's a way, Katrina. I know. People doubt me about my my um, waterproof houses and my. And my fireproof houses. Waterproof houses, but the fireproof houses, I'm 100. One day they are gonna invent waterproof houses. You mean a houseboat? No, not a houseboat. That's a waterproof house. But like an actual house, like on the land. Not wrong, right, Bonos? You're you're not (laughs) wrong. I mean, why are you booing me? I'm right. Um, I I always try to find a way to shoehorn that in, but um, I'm doing a lot of bums today. Uh. 
close enough site. Right. So why don't we just take a house, put it on a raft, and push it out to the ocean? It's like taking bikini bottom it's, and pushing but it somewhere else. The thing is, is that if the, if you put the house on the ocean, yes, it's it's if it falls over, it's not gonna be safe because it's not gonna be waterproof. Like a waterproof house could float back up onto land. So why not just use Flex Seal? Just Flex Seal everything. Sure. Okay. Boom. So we'll see. We'll see That's what. Fix that. You, you you could saw a boat in half. We'll see what happens in the future, and I'll prove Mike wrong eventually. Well, um, as of right now, we're gonna go on a short break, so stay tuned for more stories. We will be right back. Saw a boat in half. And we are back here on the Morning Buzz, 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. Thanks for staying on this morning. Woo. Yeah, woo is right. We're going to move on to the next story for today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So La Nina has returned. Will this bring more snow to NJ, New Jersey, this winter? For the second year in a row, a, a natural climate pattern known as La Nina has developed and forecasters say it could have a big influence on the upcoming winter season in the United States and possibly on the remaining weeks of the Atlantic hurricane. As for its impact on winter weather, a La Nina climate pattern tends to generate colder, snower, snowier winters in the far northern United States. However, its impact on the Northeast is not as consistent as it is in other regions of the country. New Jersey state climatologists said, quote, we are simply in a location where we are wedged between areas where signals are more consistent. The, the Ohio Valley last winter, New Jersey, wait, more consistent, the Ohio Valley, my bad. Yeah. Last winter, New Jersey was blanketed by an average of 29.9 inches of snow. Yeah, I, I remember last year we got a lot of snow. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know how you guys feel about snow, but I'm the first day that we get snow is the day I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm feeling like winter festivities. And then the day after when it's like all like icy and like dirty, it's like, ugh. So my opinion on snow is that I get excited when I see snow because I then can go shovel my neighbor's, um, my, my neighbor's driveways and salt their driveways as well so i can get money yeah I, I, I can get easy disposable cash granted am i excited to do manual labor no no i'm not but, but you get cash i get cash and snow days snow cash, days are the best free cash baby we love to see it not exactly free cash you that you, you need something in return no it's tax free oh tax oh yeah uh penny says that's our producer that snow days won't exist anymore um that's what i'm afraid of yeah, and i was i was just gonna say that because yeah, yeah go ahead Thanos. yeah because like last year like i like had my senior year entirely virtual and stuff so like oh yeah yeah so like there were snow days and like other districts were like having snow days and they were like nope you've got zoom like go, yeah. like log on and it's kind of like, don't rob kids of their childhood. Like, let them go have fun. Like, just because Zoom exists, like, doesn't mean you need to deprive children of their childhood. I know. That's what I'm scared of now. I I was thinking that, but I was like, um, well, I don't want to kind of bring negativity onto the show. So, 
My bad. <laughs> so that class. Nah, that was Mike. That was Mike that did that. Hey. It was you. Hey, I'm manifesting good vibes. I want snow. I like snow. I like snow too. I'm just hoping that these kids actually get a real snow day like we got to experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like let them jump in the snow. Let them make snow angels. Like let them get sick from making snow angels so they can miss school again the next day. That's true. <laughs> it's nice because you wake up and you're like, I get a call, no school. But now it's, it's you know, now it's, they say, oh, we're going to move class online instead of coming into school so you don't have to drive on the roads. It's like a whole different world now. Yep. I mean, I guess like the upside to that is like they give back Memorial Days, or at least that's what they did in my district. I don't know about others, but. Yeah, they would like give back the breaks. Yeah. I, I, that would, I like that when you get less snow days, you get more days off. Like when it comes to Memorial day, I like that. Cause I mean, I'd rather have off in the warm weather. Like I wouldn't want to like, doesn't like a good snow day though. Like, oh, I love a good snow day. Not too many. I remember I mean, one year I had too many snow days yeah. and now we all have that like yeah. snow day fatigue. When we had too many snow days, then we we had to make it up in like May. And who wants to like keep going to school in May when you can have like a whole like long weekend? You got a point. You really do have a point. Uh, but it's it's. I know last year did we get a lot of snow last year? I don't. We I don't remember. I remember. Yeah, we. I remember thinking, wow, this is snowing pretty often. Right. Yeah. I, it's it definitely the past few years, like we just mentioned earlier, with climate change. It's definitely been a lot more different weather-wise. I was actually talking about this last night that like when we transition to like summer to fall, it's more like summer to winter weather. I don't really feel that fall, like the past few years, I haven't felt like that fall weather. Yeah, same. I mean, everyone is kind of like, oh, I love fall and stuff, but then it goes like right from summer to winter. So where's fall at? Well, I think it's Australia that, they only have two seasons because their weather transitions from super cold to super hot. Yeah. I think that is Australia. Don't quote me on that. But I think that one day, like where we are, our location, that's going to happen. Like spring and fall aren't really going to be like seasons anymore. Exactly. Just because of like how the weather is and climate change. Yeah, because I've even seen that within the last couple of years, too. It's like spring is still winter and then it becomes summer. That's true. I think I, I, I don't know. I, I like I like the snow and I like how I get to have those like resting days, especially with Montclair here. We have a lot of hills. But that is true. We do have a lot of hills. I remember I remember everyone was hyping up my freshman year that susan cole that would never allow snow days yeah. and then the minute it snows not even two inches she's like snow day and i'm just like wow cool yeah i know i i do remember that but we're gonna move on to our next story for today so mike why don't you move on okay cool so our next story is actually an msu's new spot or spot news this week on our spot news segment of, on the morning buzz, our reporter Giovanna Foggins will be informing us on how three unions under MSU have to submit proof of COVID vaccine by today. 
Here's Gina Vanna with the story. Last week, Montclair State University announced that three of its unions must submit proof of COVID-19 vaccine. By Monday, October 18th, members of the Communications Workers of America, the International Federation of Professional and Technical Engineers, and New Jersey Policemen's Benevolent Association State Law Enforcement Units must submit proof of their vaccination through the college's vax check. A reporting site created by the university for employees to submit their vaccination status or request for religious or medical exemptions. In a statement from Montclair State, the university said, members who failed to provide proof of vaccination or submit a request for a medical or religious exemption by October 18th are not allowed to work. They are able to use a combination of vacation days and administrative leave during an initial period of non-compliance that cannot exceed 10 working days. International Federation of Professional and Technical Engineer members are able to use compensatory time. Union members who have received one of their two shots of either Pfizer or Moderna by the October 18th deadline must be tested weekly until they receive their second shot and get their second shot by November 18th. For students out of the 18,801 enrolled in on-campus courses at Montclair State this semester, more than 92% have been vaccinated. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Giovanna, for that wonderful spot news for today. Thank you very much. That. Uh Uh-huh. And so that, what do you guys think about that? Submitting your COVID vaccine. I already did it. Yeah, it's you know it's required before I even came up here. I was like, you need to do this. I was like, okay, MSU. So I just took a picture of my card, I emailed it to myself, and then I put it on the web portal. And then they were like, thanks, homie. And I'm like, you got it, homie. Yeah, you got it, homie. What about you, Panos? Yep, that was like pretty much what Mike said. I submitted mine like long in advance. Good for you guys. I submitted that even before my whole forms. There you go. See, Panos has it straight. It's good to be ahead of the game. Good to be in advance. Do everything while while it's open for you and while you could. So then you got time to submit whatever you got to submit. I know financial aid it just uh, for the, the school year of 2020, well, 2022 to 2023 uh, opened up. So make sure you guys do that as well. If you, if you, oh, yeah. If you what, registrations today? registration oh yeah registration is today that too but yeah make sure you guys uh well it's for juniors yes juniors with a certain amount of credits you and me me and mike are juniors so we we are going to hopefully get what we want this next for next semester nothing planned you you did not plan out a schedule like no it's been a it's been a rough weekend, Katrina. So I have not looked at my class schedule. Oh, I keep boy. forgetting to do so because it's been busy, and I'm still busy today. I'm not gonna have time to do it. Yeah, I, I get you. It is definitely a job to have to you know look up all your classes and whatnot. But we're gonna go on a short break, so we will be right back. Make sure you stay tuned for a special interview.
And we are back here on the Morning Buzz on 90.3 WMSC Upper Woo! Montclair. Welcome back here today. Yeah, baby. We have a special interview today. That is true. Every Monday on the Morning Buzz, we do a student highlight where we talk about a Montclair State student who is doing something exceptional. While she is taking a semester off to focus on her career, we still include the guest of the week as an exceptional MSU student. This week on the show, we are joined by UFC fighter, uh, Aaron Blanche, I'm sorry, Blanchfield. Yep. Uh, this this week on the show, yeah, UFC, I'm sorry, UFC fighter, Aaron Blanchfield. Welcome to the show, Come on, Aaron. Come on. Oh, thank you. Good morning, guys. Good to, uh, good to be with you today. Yeah, thank you. So to start us off here, Aaron, what, how did you get into fighting? Uh, well, I started training martial arts when I was seven years old. So I did like dancing before that, but my parents put my brother into martial arts and I didn't really want to do it, but I went to go watch him and they like gave me an introductory class. And then after that, I was just hooked and I kept training. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> give me one second. I will come up with the next question. Uh, what did the transition from professional fighting to from dancing to professional fighting look like like for yourself i mean yeah well i mean it was kind of like a slow roll because i started so young so i started when i was seven training and i kind of started competing when i was like eight years old in like local like jiu-jitsu competitions and kickboxing competitions and stuff like that mm -hmm. um and it wasn't until i was a little bit older like when i was 14 15 i started taking uh like more regulated fights and then once I was around that age, I knew I wanted to like fight professionally because I saw like there was women like Ronda Rousey and stuff like that that were like kind of, it was kind of making the industry bigger and I saw like a future in it. Uh, so when I was 18, I decided to go pro. Wow, awesome. And back when we were in school, how did you go about bal balancing fighting and your academics? Yeah, I mean, it's just time management, you know, um, and especially Montclair, like they have so many like class options and stuff. So I was able to kind of like fit my classes around my training schedule um but yeah it's just a lot of time management there's not much time for anything else but if you want to you can really you could do it you've made so you've made the decision to take a semester off so you can focus on your career in fighting <laughs> i'm sure that was a very tough decision for you to make but at what point did you realize you that you are able to make the transition to focusing on your profession rather than school yeah, so in April, I got my, like, a short notice call to fight in the UFC, and um, that was kind of, like, the time when I was deciding if I wanted, if I was going to take a semester off or not, um, just because getting into the UFC is a pretty big deal, because, like, any other organization you fight with, I mean, obviously, it's professional, but you're not making as much money and stuff like that, so focusing on school is a little bit more important for me, but now in the UFC, I can make more money, and I, I'm actually fighting, like, world-class uh, like athletes at this point like my next fight is going to be against uh, number 13 in the world so I really want to make sure I win these fights and uh, you know my, my goal in, in May is to be become the UFC champion so it's going to take a lot of my focus and time and my energy so um, so that's kind of like how I decided to take the semester off and then once I'm now that I'm a little bit more comfortable and I know like how the UFC works and everything uh, I think I'll be able to like kind of figure it out with school and everything again. That's really cool. So what do you have to say, Aaron, about um, being, having, I'm sorry, ha having a, uh, having a specific hobby that you could fall back on while you are in the throes of college? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, martial arts has always been a huge part of my life. And it's something that's always been uh, like a constant in my life. And I feel like it always helped me focus no matter like if I was having a bad day, like in school or just in like your personal life or whatever, having like that outlet, um, like something physical to kind of go out and like get your energy out and like kind of get out all those emotions and stuff, I feel like was a huge thing for me. Um, and then also it's just, it's a great uh like profession for me and I, I really enjoy it so uh yes yeah, so I feel like that was really beneficial what is the importance of a college student having an outlet like you do in your case uh yeah I mean I think it's a positive outlet there's obviously a lot of outlets that are not as positive that kind of like send you down like wrong tracks and stuff like that so I think finding positive outlets um, to relieve like stress and stuff like that is super important, especially for college students that have a lot of stress. Yeah. And being like a professional fighter is obviously not something you want to do as a backup career. It's something you want to do because you love it, which yeah. is difficult for many people to achieve. So how do you do it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you should always follow like what your passion is. Like I always uh, I was really passionate about martial arts and I knew like what my level was at and that I could go professional in it. I think if more people kind of just like found out like what their passion was, they kind of were open to it and like they actually like followed through with it, even if people thought like it was unrealistic or this and that, like it doesn't really matter. Like, you know uh, how, like what you could do with it. And like a lot of people are not going to get it. And even if it's not much, if it's something else, like they might not get what you can see like in the future of it. Uh, so I think just like not caring too much about what other people think and following what makes you happy is probably the best. So what do you say about having, about pursuing your passion for a career? Do you think that this is something that is feasible for most people and how do you think they can do it? You know, I think it is. I think when people think like you follow your passion, that it's easy, it's not going to be easy at all. Like following, especially like following my career, it's like, it's not something that's like, oh, like I'm, like I'm so happy and passionate about it that it's just gonna be like a cakewalk. Like it's not like you have to put in a lot of work. You probably have to put in more work than you would if you were just gonna get any other like nine to five or something. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you wanna like follow your passion and it's like, let's say it's opening your own business or something like that in any type of field, like it's gonna be a lot of work. Um, but if you're passionate about it, that work's gonna kind of like come easy in a sense. Like you'll just kind of get used to the routine. You're going to have to, it's going to be like a crazy routine, but you'll get used to it. Um, but if you're really passionate about it, uh, I think you'll make it work. Right. What, what if people are afraid of pursuing that passion because it is something that is more risky. Often passion is something that is not a hundred percent guaranteed to get a job in. No, that's, that's for sure. True. Um, I mean, I know I've had like certain circumstances that definitely are beneficial for me. Like my family and everything is 100% behind me. Like my brother also trains and he's a fighter too. Um, and my parents, they just, they love the sport and they love uh, me pursuing it. Um, so having them as like, um, as like a base and having their support is super beneficial for me. I feel like you need to find some people that will support you and that kind of will help you, like get you, like get you along, like kind of help you do it every single day. Um, but you know, if, if there is a, where there's a will, there's a way kind of thing. So if you're super passionate about it, I feel like you should definitely at least try pursuing it. Even if it fails, it's worth a shot and you'll learn from it, so. You have a, make a very valid point. Yeah. So for anyone right now who is struggling on deciding what to do with their career and making that decision on what to pursue, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, I think just, I think going all in is, 
kind of like the best case and like if, especially if you know like how the industry works or what work you need to put in and you know you're willing to put in that work like if you know you're gonna like kind of half do it or you're not gonna put everything into it don't bother like you need to put everything into it um and know you're gonna you're gonna put in the work that needs to be done um and if you're willing to do that I would, I would say go for it what does going all in entail um so I mean I guess for me like I had um like I only had like one amateur fight um and then I went pro because I was having a really hard time finding amateur fights and stuff like that and I guess I could have just like hung around and not fought for a while till I found other things but I knew I wanted to like I wanted to go pro and I wanted to make it a career and I didn't want to spend because if you spend too much time on the sidelines it's kind of like you kind of get forgotten and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to keep, and I was healthy. So I wanted to keep myself out there. As long as I'm healthy, I want to keep fighting. Um, so I just kind of, I went pro and I just kind of like, well, I went all into it. Like I I made sure like my training schedule was like my number one, like priority, like in my daily schedule. Um, I ate right. I, I tried to get around the best coaches and training partners I could. Um, I tried to take advice from them. I just like, I, like almost like my entire life kind of was like surrounded by that. And like everything kind of came like second to that. So I feel like that's kind of like my idea of going all in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us on the show today. All of us here at WMSC wish you the best of luck at your next fight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> so uh, make sure you all stay tuned. Uh, we're going to go on a short break. So we'll be right back. Ninety point three WMSC Upper Montclair. Woo! Yeah, woohoo! On early Monday morning, almost eight a.m. How exciting! But yep. we're gonna move on to our next story for today. Mike, why don't why don't you lead off this story for us? All right. So NJ's or well, New Jersey's thirty-three best small towns have been ranked for the ultimate fall day trip. New Jersey, uh, New Jersey yet it still has a lot to offer in the small town adventures. NJ.com has released a ranking of the 33 best small towns in the Garden State for a fall day trip. And here are the top 10. We have number 10, Crosswicks. Number nine, West Cape May. Number eight, Spring Lake. Number seven, Allentown. Number six, Chesterboro. Number five, Clinton. Number four, Cranberry. Number three, Port Republic. Number two, Haddonfield. And number one, Lambertville. And see, here's the thing. My small town isn't listed there, so it's it's a fraud. It's, a, it's not a real list. It's not an actual list, no. Oh, you said your town isn't there? Yeah, no. So it's 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 a bunch of what what's your town, Mike? Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You got you got some good like fall day trips over there? Nope. I just wanted to talk up my hometown. Uh, well, I mean, maybe that's why it's not ranked. Hey. Have you any of you guys been to any of these? I live right by Haddonfield. So I've been there plenty of times. Haddonfield? Haddonfield. Ha Haddonfield. How about you, Panos? Well, all of those towns sound like South Jersey towns to me, so no. Damn right they are. Yeah. Oh. They they do. But I I think that you we uh I think that sorry. <laughs> I think that I, I've never been to any of these places. But I do plan on visiting some of these places throughout the fall just because I I really like like visiting places throughout the fall time. And I like to get like that 
kind of festive feel you know what I mean so I what have you guys what do you plan on visiting throughout the fall this this year any anything like spark an interest to you I mean I was just apple picking Saturday how was that I went on on a, actually I went pumpkin picking on Friday but how was that for you oh, we get it. oh yeah uh, it was fun uh, a lot of the apples were busted open or had already been touched clearly oh yeah that happens yeah, but um, no, it was a fun time. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any complaints. I actually got to work it, so I got paid to be there. You've never been apple picking, Kenny? Kenny, our producer, just said in the He's chat. He's never been apple picking? You want cultured never? swine. I... <laughs> yeah, Panos is speaking facts. Yeah. No, no, don't feel offended, Kenny. You're 20. You should be able to have yes. gone apple picking at least once. Yeah, really. It's fa- and I don't... I'm I'm curious to know if he's ever been pumpkin picking because that's a whole different story. Oh my, yeah. But I mean, I I haven't gone apple picking. For, I went for the first time like some in high school. Yeah. But I've, since then, I'm like, I, it's like an every every year thing now because it's just there's just nothing like it because then you bring the apples home and you can bake things out of it. Or you can just yeah. eat the apples. They, they, well, they, yeah, yeah, that too. Apples. You're gonna eat the apples either way. Like, if I were to make an apple pie, I could still eat the apples. Or you could grab apple cider donuts if they have those. Boom. Mm, Yeah, those hit different. I I brought home the other day, I brought home apple cider crumb cake. That was phenomenal. No way. Apple cider crumb cake, 10 out of 10, would recommend. That sounds amazing. They they used real apple. I looked it up. I they used real apple cider like no. in the crumbs. And I was like apple cider inside of an apple crumb cake. Okay, but listen, listen though. <laughs> I would assume I would assume they use apple butter, which is a different baking material they use for a lot of uh-huh. apple desserts. Right. Now, Mike, I'm, do you do you bake at all? That's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, but no, in all honesty, I don't uh okay well if you don't you don't bake so you wouldn't know if all of these apple desserts that are made would use apple butter so technically you're trying to tell me the obvious but you're wrong see here's the thing i am i am sarcastic i know you really need to figure that out because i just like i like i like to point out what mike when i'm wrong yes Manos, do you believe this? She's attacking me live on air. Yeah, and I'm sitting back and watching it. Oh, Sipanos is on my side. Yeah, grab me some tea and grab me some popcorn. If Trent were here, he'd be defending me, but he's not. Yeah, yeah, Panos. Panos is on my side. Yeah, Kenny just said Panos is out for blood. Yeah, I am out for blood. Oh, I I would love a Rambo movie remake, but just with Panos. That'd be awesome. (laughs) I'm looking, okay, so this is, this is uh, back to the story here. I'm looking at like, like what kind of things these places have, uh, the, the towns that were listed. And it seems like they have a lot of like good food areas. They got, well, and they also have shops. So I was looking at, uh, I'm looking at Ham- Hamilton. Hamilton has like uh, retro antique stores that you can visit. Wow. Uh, there's a bunch of different diners and bakeries. There's nothing like going to a bakery in the fall because you know they got the best that treats, as true. I said. You know, it's, it's, I feel like 
maybe the main thing about fall is just having some pumpkin and apple flavored desserts and okay. that's what makes it i'm glad you said desserts because if you said drinks we'd be we'd be fighting because i do i do not do pumpkin spiced anything with my drinks oh well it depends it depends on the drink our station manager kaya i I asked her do you want anything from duncan because i was coming to the station she was here i was like do you want anything and i felt she was like i want a pumpkin spice latte and the entire time i'm ordering this i'm looking at the guy at dunkin donuts and i'm just like i'm really sorry that i'm asking you to do this (laughs) i don't normally get this yeah you 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 would you would be the one to be like ah no pumpkin spice i would be wow you are (laughs) but we're gonna move on to the next story for today uh enough about fall for now but real hot girl sauce megan the stallion has teamed up with popeyes on a new sauce megan the stallion has teamed up with popeyes to create some hot sauce according to press release megan worked with popeyes to create the sweet and bold was quote inspired by a sassy personality it's made with honey cider vinegar and Aleppo pepper, giving every piece of crispy chicken to kick it to the kick to give it the kick it deserves. Starting tomorrow, fans and Popeye lovers alike can order the hottie sauce on its own atop the chicken sandwich or the new nuggets. This marks the first time that Popeye's has released a version of a staple chicken chicken sandwich menu item. This is not an advertisement, by the way. Nope. We are just reporting on this delicious news. Because you see this delicious. You, you're not a fan of Popeyes? No, I like Popeyes. I see it as delicious. It's Louisiana fast, as said in the name. Louisiana fast. I... <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very catchy jingle. If, we're, if, we were, if we could, I would rank the top 10 jingles of all time. We'd be here all day. I, 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 what do you guys think about um, this sauce? This new sauce. Have you got? It's you, intriguing. Yeah. Do you guys but eat Popeyes? Yes, I do. I just had it the other day. Amazing. Um, Me too. But my concern comes with the fact that this is now another celebrity tie-in to a fast food restaurant. That it's the first one. It's not. It's not the first. Oh it's no! Not, I know it's, it's not the. It's, f- it's another. Because yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. It is the another Travis Scott burger. We've had the BTS yeah. meal, which comes with the, they all come with their own special sauces, or the Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio drink at Dunkin'. There's whatever that. they also whatever had that was called the D'Amelio Dunkin' drink. Yeah. The B uh McDonald's also had BTS uh BTS one. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I said that. I said Travis Scott and BTS. Oh, I didn't hear you say BTS. They also had Sweetie with sweet and sour sauce. See that that I wouldn't hate. That's clever, but I know the BTS one had like a uh, a certain like different flavor to it rather than like the sweet and sour uh, well, sauce. That would be just sweet and sour sauce. What I enjoyed about the BTS meal was that everyone was like freaking out about the like only get the BTS meal if you're a BTS fan. I'm like no, it's just chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's, literally, it's chicken it's, nuggets and fries. Why why do I have to be a BTS fan to enjoy chicken nuggets? It's just a specific combo, really. Sometimes they'll add like a special sauce. I'm willing to try this for sure because I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Popeyes. This is your own personal? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is just me saying that I am a big fan of And you don't encourage anybody whatsoever. I do not encourage anybody whatsoever, but I'm going to go try it. I don't know about you guys. 
Yeah, Popeyes a few days ago. I'm going to hold off for a little while. Well, yeah, for a little while, but I'm saying for while it lasts. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long it lasts. Well, that's up to you, Mike. You, I, I don't know what to tell you there. I don't. What about you, Panos? Um, I don't know. I'm personally not a big fan of hot sauce, but I'm willing to try it because it's just it's Megan Thee Stallion. So why not? It's true. If it's it's Megan Thee Stallion, so it's like, yeah. hey, well, I give it a shot. And it's funny how it says, "quote It was inspired by Megan's sassy personality." End of quote. I think that that's really funny because it's like you're you're comparing the sauce to her personality and it's that kind of makes you like wonder what it's going to taste like kind of given a little glimpse of her personality am i right probably most likely do you guys have like top favorites of where you would go to eat like if I like if I was in Sad Boy hours where I would go to eat myself yeah I get a 20 piece chicken McNugget a large sprite but I will. I would like to humbly brag. I am, for what I can tell, the only known man to eat a Popeye's biscuit without a drink. With you can eat a, a biscuit without a drink or with a drink. You said. Yeah. The the whole joke on the internet is that you can't eat a Popeye's biscuit without a drink. I've so, never heard that joke. Yeah, you've never neither, heard that joke. Neither have I. It's a quite funny joke, except because you know how like, you're eating it, they put a lot of butter on top, and then you kind of like cough a little bit, so you have to drink it. Oh. So. That I get it. I mean, I, I do, I do like their biscuits. I, I won't eat it though. I eat like, you know, my main meal first. And then right. if I have room for the biscuit, I'll eat no, the biscuit. No, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, what you do is you eat a little bit of the meal, then you eat the biscuit, then you eat some fries, and then you go back to the meal, fries, meal, fries, meal, fries, meal, and then you're done. I do fries, meal, fries, meal, fries, meal. And then if I have room for the biscuit, I will. The biscuit's just not a priority to See, me. I only do the, I, but I, instead I do the Cajun mashed potatoes last that's because i just like really really like mashed you get the mashed potatoes from there yeah guys i've never i've I've never you eat the meal first and then you eat the fries that's like the general what listen don't scream at me i'm eating it the proper way no you're not the fries are gonna get soggy and then they're gonna like they're gonna deflate it's like eating mcdonald's you gotta be careful with that especially popeye's fries no, because like, like, why would you go? Why would you like go back and forth to the thing? Like that sucks out all enjoyment because you, you finish, you finish them practically about? at the same time. You gotta enjoy and you have both nothing of them. left. I, I do enjoy both of them. I just enjoy one first and then the other next. You got. I enjoy them at the same time because it makes sense. Yes. You're, enjo- you're because once you run out of the meal, it's like you have no more meal and you're stuck with the fries. Exactly. No, but fries are the greatest thing ever. How can you be stuck with fries? Fries listen, are. Listen. agree with you fries are the greatest thing ever however doesn't that mean you should eat the fries first and then the meal i save the best for last ah well if it makes you feel any better upon us we're gonna make fun of kenny now kenny's go-to white uh go-to restaurant for when he's sad is white castle so if you want to make fun of kenny you can however white castle is pretty good i can't do a lot of sliders though i really can't how many sliders can you do i could probably do like uh, the White Castle ones, probably do eight. Yeah, eight. I, I, I get tired of the onion taste, you know. Uh, I get you. I get you. I, I I love I love me some nice pickles on on a slider. Yeah, but uh, apparently Kenny, his record is twenty three sliders in one sitting. Twenty three sliders in one sitting. Yes. I can never. That's crazy. That's My record's record. like five. What about you, Katrina? What's your record? 
Kenny says um Kenny says it's almost four pounds. I just wanted to point that out. That's a, that's like an extra four pounds added on when you eat fo- twenty three sliders. That's crazy. My record is probably I want to say I haven't had White Castle in like a minute, so I'm gonna guess maybe eight. Wait, hang on. For me, almost four pounds. Kenny, I I just stop I, bragging about. I stop bragging about the fact that you eat a lot of White Castle. Get it um yeah well i i i'm a i'm a big fan of any kind of chicken nuggets and any kind of sauce i i I do usually eat ranch with my sauce with my i eat ranch with my chicken yes you eat ranch with your sauce all right i eat ranch with my chicken i can can you guys just tell me i i need to know what kind of sauce that you that you choose when you're going somewhere nothing you, you don't get a sauce. No, I don't. I'm a madman. No, no, no. You have to, you, you seem like a sauce guy. Well, I'd love to tell you, but it looks like we need to head on a little break. Yeah. So for everyone at home, we'll talk to you in a few. We'll, we'll, we'll be right back on 90.3 WMSC Upper Mall. Hypothetically, if History Lime is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Hey, Mom, I'm home. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC. Upper Montclair, where music stays cool. Cooler than a dog on a skateboard. Okay, I take that back, but we're still pretty cool. 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. Mom, are you eating a yogurt while you're driving? You need both hands on the wheel. I need to get the most important meal of the day. Mom, since when do you- Buzz 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair here on hour two of the morning bus. Yep. How are we feeling on hour two this morning? Wide awake. Yeah, good. I mean, I could tell. But we got a great show lined up for this hour. We're going to talk about some effect of fruits and vegetables on a child's mental health, a Hamburghini, and what Miley Cyrus thinks she saw in the sky. No, not just a Hamburghini, the Hamburghini. The Hamburghini. But we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But we're going to go into our hour two of the newscast. So... All right. Okay, so in international news this morning, at least 18 people have died a day after heavy rainfall swept through villages and flooded roads in the Indian state of Kerala. According to officials, rescuers have recovered the bodies in two of the worst hit areas, Kotayam and Ibuki, after the rainfall triggered massive landslides. The state chief minister, Pinarai Vihayan, urged residents on Sunday to take extreme caution despite the rain having subsided. 
Over 100 relief campaigns have since been set up. Next in national news, a convicted Florida murderer who was released from prison is charged for the murder of a 33-year-old single mom. Eric Pearson was charged Saturday with first-degree murder in the death of Erica Verdesia hours after her body was found near Fort Lauderdale. Pearson had been released from prison last year in September after serving 27, of, 27 years of a 40-year sentence for a separate 1993 murder he had pleaded guilty to. He is currently being held in the Broward County Jail awaiting a court appearance. In local news now, a Hamilton Township man has been arrested after, allegedly, after he allegedly don detonated explosives along the side of a road. According to police, officers, quote, witnessed and stopped the vehicle occupied by a mill suspect that detonated an explosive device on Groveville Allentown Road before arresting Branton Mashofsky. Residents in the area had reported several loud explosions in the area, causing officers to encounter and investigate Mashofsky. He is currently charged with several counts of possession of an explosive device and possession of a destructive device and is being held in the Mercer County Jail. Now for today's weather. Today we're expecting partly cloudy weather with a high of 59 degrees and a low of 45 degrees with a 4% chance of rain. The humidity level will be at 57% throughout the day, then 63% this evening. Thank you very much for the wonderful newscast, Panos. Thank you, Panos. Finally kind of getting into some fall weather, but because, I mean, the last few days have kind of been... It's been up and down. It's been all over the place. Like, I know Friday was a really good fall day, and then right Saturday went and ruined it, and then we had Sunday, which was... <gasps> um... That is true. So... We're going to move on to our next story for today. I know you're all very excited. So why don't you read it off for us, Mike? Oh, okay. Children who eat more fruit and veggies have better mental health. A new study published recently is, is the first to investigate the association between fruit and vegetables intakes, breakfast and lunch choices, and mental well-being in UK school children. It shows how eating more fruits and vegetables is linked with better mental health, well-being among school, secondary school pupils in particular, and children who consumed five or more portions of fruit and veggies a day had the highest scores of mental well-being. The research team says the public health strategy, public health strategies and school policies should be developed to ensure that good quality nutrition is available for all children before uh, and during school to optimize mental health well-being empower children to fulfill their full potential a professor on this on the study said quote as a potentially modif modifiable factor at an individual and societal level nutrition represents an important public health target for strategies to address childhood mental well-being public health strategies and school policies should be developed to ensure good quality nutrition is available to all children both before and during school in order to optimize mental health well-being empower children to fulfill their full potential end quote that was a mouthful a little bit but he makes a very valid point it makes sense it definitely makes sense like comparing to what we were just talking about eating like fast food that's going to slow you down like you eat you eat a hamburger or chicken nuggets one night and then you wake up the next morning you're not going to feel great you're mm -hmm. not it's like it kind of just brings you down altogether. as good as it is mm -hmm. it's 
you're you're better off getting going with the veggies, especially for kids starting them off young, eating eating that good food, and you know you don't want to build them up to you know grow up with not good mental health. That is true. What about you, Panos? What are you feeling? Um, I pretty much agree with that. Like that, like basically eating fast food slows you down, and then it's like in my personal experience, at least like after like eating fast food, like I feel not great and then like just the sugars from it kind of makes you crave more yep. so then you get more and then it just like slows you down even more that's yeah that's the thing about fast food i did hear don't quote me on it i did hear quote you on it i did hear that in like some fast food like chains they have a chemical that makes you crave the fast food which is why you always want it again. oh it's like disney putting smells of food in the air to make you want food yeah something like that right it, it just wants you to it craves you craves you to want to get more which is why i'm always craving like any kind of chicken nugget i smell it and i'm like oh i want it you know as for like vegetables like you, you don't really smell them Unless you're cooking them, yep. They don't. They don't have a steamed broccoli, or if it's steamed. Slaps. Oh my god. Oh, you but you guys like steamed broccoli? I do oh, not. Yeah. I do. I don't. I prefer madman. I'm a madman, mad Panos. But you know this. You've suffered through morning buzzes with me before. Yeah, he is a madman with no sauce. No sauce. I am the no sauce king. I, I enjoy my vegetables uncooked. I think I prefer them uncooked because I like to also dip my vegetables in veggie dip. That's my favorite way to eat vegetables. And I love me a fruit salad. It's important for kids to get this, um, this fruit, their fruit. I'm sorry. These fruits and vegetables in, in their system, especially while they're young. Yeah. They just have to be seasoned. Right. And then they'll be more inclined to eat them. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they were dipped in a fryer, maybe that's a different story. That no, is, pretty much. That like, is. that's why kids don't eat vegetables, because the majority of parents don't season them right. And then they wonder why kids don't eat the vegetables. Like, speaking the truth right now. That's true. Yeah. Very, very much. I feel attacked. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we I should move on to the next story I for was today. Just about to say that. But Beatles filmmaker is asking fans to su- help support a new documentary. A filmmaker is asking a Beatles the Beatles yeah a filmmaker is asking Beatles fans for help to release a new documentary film about Fab Four. Simon Weitzman is asking for help to get the, his film here, there, and everywhere edited and released, and has set up a crowdfunder where fans can contribute. He describes the film as, quote, a love letter to the Beatles from their fans. Speaking about the project, Wiseman said, Here, There, and Everywhere is a feature-length documentary created by and for fans of all ages, celebrating half a century of Beatles fandom in all of its glory. He described it as, quote, a, this is a big word, a, oh, it's kaleidoscope, a kaleidoscope of stories and performances from musicians, art, authors, artists, experts, collectors, and friends and family of the Beatles. From fans who were there from the very start to teenagers who are discovering them a, a new in the 21st century. 
Here, There, and Everywhere is a ultimate fan family album, an opportunity for the Beatles family to come together and deliver a love letter to the greatest band of all time. Meanwhile, Peter Jackson's new film about the Beatles, Get Back, is set to release, set to release next month on November 25th. That's exciting. That's like something I've never really heard about before. Yeah. Fans getting involved with like a documentary like that is pretty cool. Yeah. The credits are going to be super long. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the, the biggest part of the movie. The credits. Probably like 15 minutes worth of credits because that could happen. Mm, yeah. The credits are going to still keep going in the theater as everyone's exiting out. Yep. Unless people are going to sit there and read it. No, I mean, everyone, that's the trend nowadays is you sit and you wait because you never know what's at the end of the credits. Yeah, sometimes they'll like have like a surprise thing that just pops up at the end or the bloopers. Yeah, that's why I just don't stick around anymore. I just watch on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's sad now. Like going to the movie theaters is such, such a fun time. You get that adrenaline rush because you're excited. You get the popcorn and all that. It's a whole different world, especially after the pandemic. That is true. And now we have Paramount Plus, so. Yeah, Disney Plus, too. Disney Plus, we have HBO Max, Hulu. Everything. We got everything. Amazon Prime Video. The Fire Stick, too. Fire Stick, hacking the Fire Stick. Yep. Everything. We got everything. And I really would hate to see the movie theaters shut down because of the streaming services that we have now these days. Because I, I, it, there's nothing like going to the movie theater to watch a movie. That is true. That is a very formative experience. <laughs> Speaking of movies, would you see this in theaters? Would I see it in theaters? Yeah, I mean, especially since it was created by a bunch of Beatles fans. A bunch of different people were involved with it. So I, I think it'd be pretty interesting to see what it's all about and how they put it together. about you? Panos, he said. I said, right. I said, uh, I said, Panos, to clarify, I was yawning. Uh, Panos, what about you? Um, I would totally be open to it. Like, it seems like I don't know too much about the Beatles, and like, you pretty much like learn the most from like fans as opposed to just Google. So, true, yeah, that's true. I, do, I don't know too much about the Beatles either, and it would be pretty exciting to watch a documentary that was put together by a bunch of fans that all have like their own kind of perspective of the Beatles in a way that, you know, they all love the Beatles and they all want to put something together for them. It's exciting. So not only do you learn something, you get to watch something super cool that was made by tons of Beatles fans. That is true. It's a fun time. Yep. What about you, Mike? Would you see it? Sure. Why not? I like, I like, I like a good documentary every once in a while. Yeah. Depending on the documentary, I do too. There's a really good one. On Netflix called um Jim and Andy. It's really it's uh, Jim Carrey did a movie in the '90s called um, Man on the Moon. It followed a comedian called Andy Kaufman, and in, it's widely known that Jim Carrey went either full method or was quote by him uh, fully possessed by the spirit of Andy Kaufman. So it's just interesting watching Jim Carrey be literally the complete opposite of what we know him as on um in the documentary so i just i find that one interesting but the beatles one looks very interesting because i am a decent fan of the beatles 
Yeah, and to know, like, I know a bunch of people that that are huge Beatles fans, and I'm not particularly into that kind of music, but... I feel like you're into gangster rap. She definitely is Panos, right? What do you... She likes the hardcore of hardcore gangster What do you mean rap. by gangster? I want, like, an example. Well, there's a subgenre of rap called gangster rap, but anything I say will be FCC non-compliant, so I'm not going to say anything. I just... Right, Panos? You got that feeling, though, right? You got, you, got, you got that gut feeling. Come on. She definitely like is rocking out to like the hardest of hardcore rap songs. You're partially right. I do like rap music. <laughs> I knew it. Not hardcore. Ooh. I like today's rap. Uh, so you like mumble rap. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do like mumble rap. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna go on a really short break. So make sure you stay tuned because we got some interesting stuff coming up for you. So We'll be right back on the Morning Buzz 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. Woo! Favorite newscaster, Pano Straviti. Did I get that right? You couldn't even say my name right. Oh, no! Stravitis, right? Stravitis. 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 There's no, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no extra R in it. I was reading on Zoom. I thought there was another R. Stravitis. Stravitis. But, we also have our entertainment, uh, I guess I would call it entertainment caster for the day, our entertainment newscaster, Ashley Dale, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so I'm very sorry, uh, Del Cuto. Del Cueto. Right? Del Cueto, all right. Yeah. I'm not doing good with names today. Ashley, take it away. So what's your favorite scary movie? I'm asking, like, question. Oh, you're asking the question? Yeah, I'm asking, like, everyone. Scary. Oh, ooh, ooh, I Halloween. The classic Halloween. I haven't uh, seen the new one. Nobody spoil it, but that's my favorite. Someone dies. Okay. As in every horror movie, someone dies. What a surprise. Um, I would say Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. For me, for me, probably it. Okay, those are that good one answers. Was a, that one was a really funny movie, actually. Yeah, I saw like all of those. I'm pretty sure when I was like really young. So, personally, my favorite scary movie is Scream, and Paramount officially titled the new film Scream, another sequel to the Scream series, which will be premiering January 14th, 2022. Scream 5 takes place 25 years after the original streak of brutal murders that shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California. A new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect the secrets from the town's deadly past. Some of the original actors like Neve Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox will be returning to reprise their roles as Sidney Prescott, Dewey Riley, and Gail Weathers. A few of the new cast members include Jenna Ortega, Dylan Minnette, and Melissa Barrera. I'm really excited to see them because I love like their past work. Like I used to watch Jenna Ortega on like Stuck in the Middle, and she's also in You. Um, Dylan Minnette is in The Wallows. He's like an artist and... He was also in 13 Reasons Why. And Melissa Barrera was in The Heights. Have you guys seen that movie, Into the, in Heights? the Heights? Yeah. I like that. It was, it it was, was really catchy. good. There's a catchy song in there that's been stuck in my head all summer. And now you just put it back in my head. So I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm super excited to see them. And it, it's kind of odd that the horror movie is coming out in January. So it's kind of different. What do you guys think? Mm. It's coming out in January, you said? Yeah. Wintery. I guess it's a change. Wintery, spooky season. I like it. Yeah, wintery on a snowy day. Let's just make it make it spooky season all year round. Yeah. Sounds That's good. That's the plan. 
Yeah, I don't <clears throat> I don't know. I think January is better than like winter's better than summer, but I feel like the the best months to do it are probably like October through December and stuff cuz yeah. like you can you can probably make a horror movie out of like each holiday that comes up or something. Right. That that's true. You could, like I you would, can make Christmas horror movies. You know like what horror movie I would love to see. I would love to see a Memorial Day horror movie. <laughs> Memorial Day? That's so I random. I, well, I, think about it. Like Leprechaun is covered St. Patrick's Day, you know, you have My Bloody Valentine, you have yeah, you have the purge, which technically comes out every Fourth of July. Like they're all covered. Memorial Day, not covered. Memorial Day is an underappreciated holiday. What about Thanksgiving? Oh, you know what? I changed my answer. We're going with Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's that's probably more relevant. More relevant. What for more for what people kind of perceive it as? Ashley, what do you think? Which is more relevant, Memorial Day or Thanksgiving? I I wouldn't um, say. No, I'm asking. Ashley. Maybe Thanksgiving is more relevant. At least Come in America. On. I mean, Memorial Day. Both are actually American holidays, but like, I don't know. I feel like Thanksgiving is more popular. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But I, I, I think that's really interesting how they're releasing it in January anyway. Just because it's something you, ne- you don't really see. You no. don't really see like, yeah. oh, spooky, spooky uh, yeah. movie coming out January right after Christmas. Not just any spooky movie, a scream. Yeah, that, that should yeah. be that should be another sequel. Another sequel. Well, hey, that's the horror movie franchise, man. Sequel after sequel. You know how many Halloween sequels there have been? Yeah, a lot. There's been a lot. There's been way too many. There's been multiple timelines. This last one that came out was the last like final movie. No, there's another one. The one that just came out. There's another one. Yeah, it... they're, they're doing a trilogy again. Oh, again? It didn't come out then. No, it came out. There's another one. There's a third, so th- real quick, and then we'll circle back to screen five. Yeah. When they when they saw the success of the first Halloween movie that was re-released in uh, 2018. 2018. 2018, that was yeah. released. Thank you, Ashley. Um, they were like, okay, let's get two sequels on board. And so this is the first of the two sequels they had ordered. So there's a second sequel. Okay, coming. I get it now. But that that, that makes more sense. I... I am. A fa- I mean, I like horror movies. They're not like my go-to, but like so if I'm with- saying you like scary movies, scary horror, same thing. I'm quoting Scream. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I get it. Yes, I do. I like it throughout spooky season, though. You know, I I won't be like you know sitting in January being like, what kind of horror movie should I watch? I don't know about you guys. I'm probably gonna watch it. I really like the Scream series. Yeah, never, I would because it's Scream. I've never seen any of the Scream movies, so therefore I cannot. I don't have the will to go see it. I, I yeah, I would have to start from the beginning though. Yeah, because I I I've watched like parts of Scream, but I haven't watched like an entire movie, so I would need to start from start to finish. What about you, Panos? Are you a fan of Scream? I actually haven't seen it. Okay, that makes like two of us, technically. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> yeah. Mike. You got to lean back and you got to use your, you got to use your diaphragm, man. You got to scream like you mean it. Mike. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, it's very, it is very exciting that I horror movies coming out other than Halloween, just because you want to see how it, I'm, I'm curious to see how it does in my opinion. 
Halloween or Scream? Scream. Did I say Halloween? Yes. <laughs> so sorry, guys. We I get think. it. You're excited for the new Halloween movie, Katrina. I am. I am. Okay. So we're not go- talking about Halloween today. We're not talking about Michael Myers. We're talking about <laughs> Ghostface. No, Scream is a very, very exciting that because a lot of people do are big fans of that. So I'm, I'm sure there are some people that are like, oh, I wish it came out during spooky season, but you know, the timing is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. But uh, we're going to go on to a short break here. So we will be right back. Thank you, Ashley, for your entertainment news for today. In Lehigh Acres, Florida, the man showed up at the na- at the naked at his neighbor's house and began tapping on her door. The resident then asked the man if he needed assistance. He did not respond. 30 minutes later, the woman then saw the man jumping on the family's trampoline while still naked. According to WSOC-TV, Lee County deputies arrived and took the man into custody. That's an interesting night. Yeah. Well, that's definitely something you wouldn't hear, like, you know, in your daily news but what i am not surprised is that it's a florida, florida man. man exactly <laughs> we just need it we just need a sound where it's just like florida man florida man <laughs> yeah I, I i definitely am not surprised that it's a florida man but because i mean come on now here on the morning buzz if you if you're tuning in every day you know there's a florida man story like every single day yep don't think much just type in florida man <laughs> just I, like if have you guys ever heard like the you guys know like the florida man birthday challenge like you type in florida man and then your birthday and then some like some something that happened with the florida man on your birthday comes up and then yes yeah yes that is definitely a fun one yeah i i mean but this is just something random i want to know what his intent was like why he wanted to do that i don't see i don't question florida man I just, I just enjoy the story. I enjoy here. questioning them because I want to know what goes on. We get it, Patrina. You're the, you're the, uh, you're the, you're the interrogator of WMSC. But oh, there's your nickname, Patrina the interrogator. Boom. Not exactly nickname because it's longer than my name. But just, we'll, we'll all right. Take you it. know what? You know what? I'm trying. I'm trying. I understand. It's and a Monday morning. What? We have another Florida man story, so we might as well wrap the two together. Patrina, take it away. That's that's true. Florida man hops on a scooter to chase after stolen Lamborghini when a 14 year old boy tried to steal a two hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini. The luxury SUV's owner hopped on a scooter to chase after the culprit who stole his stolen his vehicle. The victim said, quote, it's straight hustle. Police going everywhere. I'm in my home. I hear this thing start up. I look out the window and I see somebody driving it away. I got on the scooter and went after the guy. End of quote. The station reports that the boy who stole the Lamborghini abandoned the vehicle on a sidewalk a few blocks away and took off. The teen was taken into custody and the man has since been reunited with his ride. He thinks the suspect may have broken into his garage and found his keys there. Well, again, Florida man, what do you, what do you got to say about that? I mean, it doesn't sound like the typical Florida man story, but yeah. it sounds like the Florida, it should be called Florida kid story. Yeah. 
that yeah that's what do you think ashley the two stories yeah it should be like renamed to like florida kid i mean it's not that crazy of like a story but like it is a florida thing right i mean it's yeah it's not so typical florida florida i think when you hear florida man you think what the heck that's weird when i hear florida man i think man jumps into crocodile uh, (laughs) enclosure and rko's crocodile yeah that 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 there's just there's been so many here on the morning buzz that i i I love the lack of inhibition in florida because to me it's just hilarious i think that and the ironic thing is is i watch i was watching rewatching the good place over the weekend the good place yeah the good place uh it's a show on it's a show about the afterlife but there's a they have a character who's from florida and i'm just like wow this is a pretty accurate depiction of a guy from florida and I just the entire time I'm watching, I'm like, yep, that's that's Florida. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll look at things and you'll just be like, oh my gosh, that's so Florida. Like, but even so, I mean, the only thing that I that I feel like is so Florida about this story is that the man hops on the scooter. The man hopped on the scooter. Well, he probably had nothing else to do. I would have done the same thing. If I had a bike or a scooter, I would have tried to ch- ch- chase him down. Yeah, I, I de- but I feel like compared to a scooter, a scooter compared to running, wouldn't you think that you would run faster than a scooter? I don't know. I mean, in my personal opinion, like thinking about what I would do, I think I would run faster than scooter. Yeah. You get tired. You get tired when you're running, but you don't get tired on a scooter. Why? Because it's a Razor scooter true if it was electric scooter yes that is true but then what you can do is you can take that scooter and you can you know go right after the thief's shins Mm -hmm. spin it around just go yeah that's it's true oh my god let me tell you if you guys have been hit by a razor scooter in the ankle you have have not experienced true pain (laughs) yes that pain is unbearable unbearable (laughs) It's I, like drinking water, like cold water after chewing mink gum. Oh God, no! Don't get me started on that. I can't. I can't I, do I it. I do that sometimes just to feel something. <laughs> just to feel something, Mike. Mike's I mean, like, I can't feel. I'm numb. I need mint and water. Actually, mint and water isn't that bad. Like controversial opinion, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not so bad. I don't prefer it. Yeah. I mean, because it's like you drink cold water after you like eat a mint, and it's like more refreshing, you know. And it's like. I feel it's really as if like oh my breath actually smells good now like you know for sure because you can kind of in a weird way you can kind of taste it makes your whole body feel refreshed yeah pretty much what do you think about the mint water razor scooter situation well I I kind of agree I don't think mint and water is like that bad but like it kind of depends on like which type of mint you're talking about like if it's like Altoids, Altoids are kind of strong, but like if it's like a gum, it's like not that strong. And like, mm, interesting. Yeah. That's I don't know. When I was younger, I had like a Razor scooter. It was Hannah Montana. And um, good. Yeah. I love Hannah Montana. I like that. Um, the, my ankles did get hit a lot of times, you know, when you just like whip it around, it just hits the ankle like right there. <laughs> yep. Really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a pain you may not feel. So the Florida man did have a good a good strategy. Ad- yeah, he did have a good strategy. Of- and you thought running would be better. It really just depends. 
it depends okay also if it's like an electric scooter as well like that that could also those have some weight behind them so yeah no. yeah i had i used to have a razor scooter that when you press down on the back it sparks oh, oh yeah those were the best yeah i and, remember those and so if the florida man had like a razor scooter like that where you just press down and just spark the guy did that work uh, that's a uh, he's in a car I, I think they discontinued those they did but i'm saying if you still had one Maybe. I mean, he could have very well had his own children. Could have been the Fast and the Furious with <laughs> scooters. I would love to see that now. Just Vin Diesel pulling up on a black Razor scooter, like we got to do it for family. Just like yeah, that fast. That. <laughs> the uh, Fast and Furious with Razor scooters. Yeah. So instead, it's the slow and slow and angry. That yeah. Well, that was that's that's the quite in, two interesting stories on a Florida man because. Luckily, uh, here on the morning buzz, we are not surprised with the Florida man anymore. Speaking of interesting rides, it is time for my favorite story, I think, of the day. Man builds an IRL Minecraft pig and called the Hamburghini, and it hits a top speed of 20 miles an hour. So Electro is a YouTuber, and he took on a new project, the Hamburghini. The vehicle is a real-life construction of a pig from the game Minecraft. The pig is tested versions of power levels with the level of 60% producing a fairly impressive top speed of 16 miles an hour. At full strength, it hits over 20 miles an hour. Electro put his pig to good use trying to order a McDonald's drive through while mounted on it. Wow. I just, wow. I, I can't. An IRL in real life Minecraft pig. I want to know what, what that's all about i i don't know oh wait okay i i would love to show um a picture of what this looks like please if i could share it. let's find it if i could share if i could share it but it kind of looks like they built the minecraft pig they they did they're telling you that they did <laughs> they built the whole minecraft pig um, as a scooter all right i'm sharing my screen right now all right, let's see the beauty that is the Lamborghini. Oh, yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Wow. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Yes. That's really like the. That's like the. That's like the perfect thing for a child when their mom won't take them to McDonald's. Yeah, it's just perfect in general. I wish I could have that on campus. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh my God! Imagine rolling on campus with this. Oh, you get everybody's attention. Not having to walk to class will be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm already jealous of the people that have like super cool like scooters and like skateboards that are able to just get to class. Well, like, you could be the only one on campus who has a Minecraft pig. It's true. That's true. You know, stand out from everybody else with the scooters. And, and the if you get hungry, you can make some pork chops. It's it's so win-win. You <laughs> what? It's just you. Yeah, you wouldn't think of something like that. You wouldn't think of like just something going on like that. Yeah, just how realistic it looks too. Like. I didn't think he would be able to make it look that realistic. Right? Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't think of that. It, it looks like just if any of you have ever played the game Minecraft before, it's it looks a lot like it and the face too. It's I'm looking spot on. It's, yeah. It's spot on. It's literally so spot on. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed cuz you got to be a pretty good artist to plan that out too because that involves 
yeah your artistic and creativity i'm just waiting i'm just waiting for a minecraft steve that gives you piggyback rides like that's what i'm waiting for now i would i would pay so much money yeah for that yeah i i definitely would too any kind of like mine minecraft kind um what do you call it character Character. there you go thank you kind of any kind of minecraft character i would love to see people like recreate them and make really cool vehicles out of them one day i would love to see a creeper as a skateboard stop that's cool or the the, i think the spider would make more sense oh you know no you know what make more sense in tune with our promotion we should the minecraft dog should be a skateboard because then what could be cooler a dog is a skateboard the minecraft dog on a skateboard exactly not on a skateboard he is the skateboard he is the he is the goodest of boys oh that's a skateboard that would actually be so cool let's get on that wmsc a minecraft dog if you want skateboard. to you don't have to you don't have to if you don't i will to. love you forever if you do but you do not have to yeah ashley what do you think about this about this uh this pig well, I really I used to play Minecraft all the time. I love Minecraft. Yeah, so honestly, <laughs> where can I get it? <laughs> where are they gonna sell this? Right? Exactly. <laughs> they should really like start up a business just with Minecraft characters having yeah. to ride on them and being able to like that's 20 miles an hour. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, that's like a residential road. That's like the curve on the highway when you're getting off the highway that's, that's the speed limit at hawks or like at clove road oh on clove road that's it's 20. <laughs> yeah but really cool it would definitely be something really cool for like kids especially like ones that what do you mean kids kids no this is this is for college students man or people, I'm s- or just people who don't have licenses in general exactly. like they want they want to drive just let them drive I'm saying kids who love to play Minecraft, video games, whatever. Listen. This would be good for them too. It's listen. a fun way no, to play. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm literally just gonna push a kid over <laughs> if he tries to get on my Minecraft pig or my Minecraft dog skateboards. Like, no, that's mine. No, instead <laughs> of like, oh, like let's it's go. Not for, it's not for you, it's for me. Yeah, right like, class. oh, let's go bike riding. Oh no, actually, no, let's go pick let's go piggyback riding or whatever you call it. Literally pig riding. Let's go pig riding. <laughs> or or hog riding. Hog riding. If you understood that reference. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know you did, Panos. I want anyone at home. If yeah. You understood that reference. You're my new best friend. <laughs> Except for Panos. Panos is Panos. Panos. I'm just me, huh? We're Pan- friends, Panos. Don't worry. I I just joshing you. It's fun to make fun of the newscaster. <laughs> We're gonna just move on. We're gonna move on to the next story. Yep, which is which is a suspect who stole U-Haul calls police and asks for deputies to stop chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> a driver who allegedly stole a U-Haul truck called police dispatch and asked for dis de- sorry deputies to stop chasing him after they located the stolen truck. When deputies approached the vehicle, the driver took off. Police pursued the truck and the driver called dispatch to ask why he's being chased and wanted to, the deputies to stop. Deputies had to use tire deflation devices, which stopped the driver and led to his arrest. Well, do we know what state this is from? 
<laughs> that, I'm gonna look at the article now and find out because that sounds very much like a Florida it's man not story. Florida. Kenny says it's not Florida. I will, I'm not. curious anyway. I mean, he if he asks nicely, I, I think that's a fair request. Is it gonna be accomplished? No, it's Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Colorado man. That's not the new Colorado man. <laughs> please stop chasing me i'm just trying to steal this truck yeah he's like why are you guys chasing me i did nothing wrong you stole the truck i don't know what you're talking about stop chasing me i'm scared i think that maybe (laughs) maybe he was trying to play it off as being the u-haul driver the original driver maybe i think that would make most sense if it was like a sane person you know what i mean yeah um i i just think that it's just something that you just don't really how do you fight that off how do you try and fight that you're you're stealing a truck and you're like trying to actually fight it off i mean i wouldn't blame him if he was just scared because even like even something as simple as me getting pulled over kind of scares me so like when you have like six or seven cops chasing you that fast, I guess it's like, what do you do at that point? Well, why would you steal it in the first place? No, I know, I know. <laughs> like he's scared, but then why like, steal it in the first? Yeah, place? but he wasn't scared to steal the truck. Exactly. He's inquisitive. There's a difference. What about you, Ashley? What's your What's your take on this? I don't know. Like, it just seems like kind of funny. Like, imagine like you're just like on the highway or something, and then you just see like that police chase going on, and then like he gets pulled over and like. He's like, oh, please, I'm just trying to steal. I'm, I'm just, please stop chasing me. Like, I'm just stealing this. Like, I don't know. It just seems so irrational. It just yeah. seems funny. I don't know. I agree. It does seem irrational. It's like, you're stealing the truck. What did you expect? Really, though? Yeah. What did you expect for cops to just be like, ah, he's just stealing the truck. No biggie. <laughs> or the guy lent it to him. No biggie. Yeah, this is my friend. He he's he's letting he's letting me borrow it for the day. Yep. All right. <laughs> we I kind of want to circle back to video games real quick. You do that. I want to. I want to talk about how a Smash Pro dropped his con- dropped their controller in a toilet moments before a major semifinal during the SmashCon Fall Fest at Moist Esports. Uh, Cola. I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Cola Edian, uh, yeah, dropped his controller in the toilet moments before facing and and try Enrique 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 Hernandez in the winners semis. Thank you very much, both of you. According to multiple people ha- who were with Cola, including a fellow pro who is a called Peanut, the Moist Esports sponsored player, dropped his GameCube controller in the toilet. As a result, SmashCon Fall Fest scheduled. Had to be slightly stalled, much to the confession of casters, much to the confusion of ca- of casters Rod and Max Ketchum. I I'm curious just just to talk about Smash. Who do you do you guys play, and if so, yes, what are your characters? Uh, go to is King K Rule because I love the big crocodile man. <laughs> do you play Panos? Yeah, my go to is Jigglypuff for sure. Jigglypuff, interesting. What yeah, about- Ashley, do you play Smash? I don't play, but. I worked at a summer camp in the summer and I did watch people play. So it is very entertaining to watch, but I don't. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, I play as Kirby, the, the classic Kirby. I love Kirby. The small yeah. pink boy. I, I play as the blue one though. Yeah. 
the blue one. Yeah. I think my favorite part like about Kirby or like King DDD is like you can eat the character and then just like jump off the cliff and spit them out and then they die. Exactly. Kirby has so <laughs> many good like yeah. Kirby could do anything. And Kirby's very easy to control. Yeah. Like Kirby's easy to just float in the air. Yeah, I mean that's what I usually go for. I go for the characters that float. So King DDD, Kirby, Jigglypuff, like any of those three, like I'll go for. Yeah, because they're easy to move around. And if someone's coming after you, they just Yeah. You just hop right over them, float right over them. We need to get a uh you know what we need to get? We need to get a a, a Super Smash Bros. tournament going on. <laughs> yeah. Here on WMSC. The WMSC suite station. Just, just the station. I want a station-wide yeah. tournament. I want it to take over weeks of time, and I want there to be a final. No, but yeah, like going back to the original thing, like I, I honestly find it hilarious that like he just dropped it in the toilet right before the semifinal happened, and I'm that's... I'm actually quite surprised that they didn't just do the final without him because that's sort of what I was expecting. I didn't expect them to like stall it just you know because he dropped his controller i thought they would just like give it to the other guy by default yeah it, it's i if i were him i would be frustrated because it's it's like you're so close you're so close and you just drop your controller this close to greatness I mean, yeah yeah that it's just it's probably so frustrating the mental breakdown he must have had like Oh. much sympathy honestly like i love when gamers rage but like much sympathy <laughs> that yeah. yeah that must have been a major rage well, we, we've all dropped our phone in the toilet at one point so it's, it's i haven't a... i have not i guess i guess mike mike has no <laughs> actually what about i you? have not I dropped, <laughs> yeah, it well... in a, I dropped it in a pool i was just trying to be relatable Oh. <laughs> oh, you dropped it at a pool? Yes, because I worked at a pool for many years. I was trying to sneak my phone around and That's I dropped it. it off the stand and into the water. And I, I just as Pino said, had a bit of a mental breakdown. You had one job, Mike. I had one job, which was make sure people stay alive. They did. Your phone didn't. Your phone didn't for sure. No, but I got a new phone, so it's okay. Uh. It was time for an upgrade anyway. <laughs> Good, but circling back to the story. I, especially since you're a Smash Pro, you're you're into the game. You're you're ready. You're ready for this moment, and then you just—it's about the game, man. Yeah, it's all about the game. EA Sports, it's in the game. Poor guy was just trying to take a bathroom break. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I know. I know. I would be frustrated. I mean, it's his fault. He shouldn't have brought the controller with him to begin with. I guess. Point, yeah. 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 Like, why do you have to bring it to the bathroom? Like, why couldn't he have just left it? Did it? Maybe the final could have started and he brought the whole thing with him into the bathroom so he wouldn't miss any, but... Did it say... Did it say what kind of console it was? I didn't... Oh, GameCube, right? Yeah, it was GameCube. Oh, okay, I see it now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what what makes it even more frustrating is that you have to buy another controller and controllers aren't yep. cheap. Nope. It's... That's another thing you gotta, like, add on to. It's like, ugh. Not only did I not make that I just miss or I just missed the major semifinal, but I also have to buy a new controller. That is true. Uh, how 
I mean, I haven't, I, I still have my old Xbox 360, so Dang. I haven't played it in a while. How much is like, and anybody know, like actually like the average price of a GameCube controller? Uh, they still sell them nowadays, mostly for the Smash games. I would say yeah. they're probably about like 30 to 60. And then you take in their new controllers, which are the two little things. That's always 70 flat. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot for two little controllers that break after three weeks. Yeah. Wait, GameCube made new controllers? No, uh, the Nintendo Switch controllers. Uh, oh, oh. The GameCube controllers are reliable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't heard the best that they're that they don't work very well, as of what I heard. But anyway, steering away from some video games even though mike loves to talk about it we're gonna talk if about we're here we'd be still talking about it trent yeah trent would be going on about it we're gonna talk about how miley cyrus claimed she ha- once had an encounter with an u with a ufo miley cyrus said she once had a run-in with a ufo and was left feeling shaken for days after the supposed bizarre encounter which she says took place while she was driving through california with a friend cyrus said quote I'm pretty sure about what I saw, but I also bought weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop. So it could have been the weed wax, but the best way to describe it is a flying snowplow. It has, it had this big plow, right? Plow? Plow. 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 Yeah, Thank you. In front of it. And it was glowing yellow. I did see it flying and my friend saw it too. We, there were a couple of cars in front of the road that also stopped to take a look. So I think I saw, I think what I saw was real, end of quote. She also talked about how supposedly seeing a being inside of the floating object, she said, quote, it looked like it looked at me and we made eye contact. And I think that's what really shook me looking into the eyes of something I couldn't quite wrap my head around, end of quote. Whew. I mean, it sounds like a Scooby Doo episode start. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It does sound like a Scooby Doo episode, <laughs> but I, I, I would be so freaked out. I, I, I honestly love talking about like space, and I believe that there's another creature out there. Um, aliens are real. I believe it. Yeah, even if like people say like, oh, aliens aren't real, but you don't believe that there's like another living creature out there. There's gotta be. Yeah, there's there has to be. There's no way. There's no way we're here all alone in like a universe that goes on forever. It's like believing that ghosts are real. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I I would be so freaked out anyway. It's like almost seeing a ghost. Seeing like a spirit. Teddy has said that he thinks aliens are flying toasters. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think we've had this conversation. I don't understand. Can you explain yourself? I guess he's implying <laughs> that it doesn't exist. Maybe that's like my. He said he'll be there guess. in a second. So Kenny right. is on his way in <laughs> to, 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 explain to explain his actions. I I it do, it just doesn't make any that, sense. I I, I just think the simple enough aliens are real. Doesn't matter if they're like the way we picture them, but they're just creatures that are living yeah well, that's a, that's 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 just how i see it that is true kenny has now entered the studio with kenny his horn joining us our morning ID, bus producer not his debit card 
Yeah, okay. So aliens, right? Aliens are flying toasters is an example, right? So aliens, the way that the media has portrayed them, if they do exist, because let's be honest, we do not know. I believe they do. But the way that it's been portrayed throughout history is that they are humanoid-like creatures with big heads, tiny little necks, green, whatever. You gotta think about it. Aliens probably look super weird, right? So they got to be on the level of something like a, like a flying toaster, right? It's not like they're actually looking like us, right? Jenny. It's something like a flying toaster. Jenny. That's why I've, I've been saying that for years. But why a toaster? Jenny, it's the yeah, weirdest why, thing I could think of. Why a toaster? It's the weirdest thing I could think of. It's just an example. I'm I not talk- saying they are flying toasters. That it makes sense what he's saying. It does it make does, sense. No, it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just like, flying toasters like, an example. Flying toaster. Yes. He just tried to choose something super random. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm looking for an example that proves that they're probably not these humanoid creatures, if they do exist once again. Nah. They're probably something weird, like a flying toaster. A flying toaster is pretty weird. Yeah, he has a good point. He Thank you. Point. But Rant is over. As soon as you came in and you started talking like that, my immediate thought was the scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where it's Pepe Sylvia. I have not seen that. You haven't seen Pepe Sylvia? I have not. Uh, I'm going to show it to you after the buzz. Worse for me. But Trina's laughing because she's either like, I don't know what else to do or she knows the scene. Anyway, I'm going to become a ghost again. Bye, good Ghost rant. of Kenny. Ghost. Thanks Kenny. for joining Where'd us in the go? Monday buzz. He's got to go haunt the green room, folks. Yeah, haunt the green room. But what I think, he he has a point because let's face it, everybody pictures these aliens as something like ET, maybe. But like that, who knows if they're gonna look like that? For this is like, I mean, I'm saying this specifically for people that may not believe in aliens. To think of it as in a way of maybe it's not looking like you know ET. It's looking like something. Like Kenny said, a flying toaster. It makes sense. It it does, but why a flying toaster? Because it could be why, in the shape of a, of a toaster. A frisbee. True. A it could talking, be a frisbee a too. Frisbee with legs. Or what about flying pigs? Okay, you know what? If they're act, if that actually, if that saying when pigs fly actually comes from them seeing a flying pig alien, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What do you think, Ashley? We can't use that saying anymore. I feel like I don't think aliens are like you know those like green and like skinny like with big heads like I think that like I heard that aliens look like humans they're just like really tall like abnormally tall like seven feet and they're like super blonde and that's just what I heard on like YouTube and stuff but I don't think it's real I don't really know what's not factual are you watching (laughs) I watched a lot of stuff I, 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 I just think if I were to think of an alien, I would think they're super tall too. I would think that they're like in the shape of a human, but not like obviously exactly like us. And they're definitely smarter than us. Oh, for sure. Definitely. That's why they can get here if we have spotted them. For sure. I mean, for me, aliens, I don't know what they're going to look like, but like the minute I see one, I'll be like, yep, that's that's an alien. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like it's the gut feeling of it all. You know, like, okay, yep, that's an alien. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, obviously, like what Mike said, if you see, like, if I don't know, 
I think that we all kind of have our own perspective of what an alien might look like or even a UFO. That's true. We don't we don't exactly know what a UFO might look like. Could be a flying toaster, like Kenny said. Mm, could be. I'm very curious on this topic and I can go on about it forever. I don't know. But should we keep in mind that this is Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Miley Cyrus is the one who yeah, Miley spotted. Cyrus. But it, like being in her per- perspective would be so interesting. But even like her friends saw it's not just like it was her. There's people, people she had like she has witnesses. Yeah. She does. And even so, it was she was talking about how she got weed wax from a random van. That is also true. The, the top so it's hard it it is hard to believe when when she is i guess under the influence it's implied that she is it's never flat out said implied that she is but i think that it's quite interesting i i I think this is the most interesting way to end the buzz today yeah i agree mike hey that rhymed and look i didn't even waste that much time Yep. Well, I'm a poet and I didn't even know. Thank you so much, everybody. This was quite an interesting show today. That is true. Mike being Mike, everyone being everyone. I take offense (laughs) to that. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. We enjoyed being on air today, and I hope you join us tomorrow for new stories and new people. Thank you. 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. Peace.